Um, will I get a go-ahead to start? Yes, yes, we can begin. All right. Uh, welcome, everyone, to Conversations with Khafane. I'm very honored to have Prem joining us today, and I, I hope you don't mind me calling you by your first name. I really, really like it. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what does it mean? It means love. Uh, it's a Hindi word for love. Prem Rawat, and what does Rawat mean? I'm just very curious Rawat now. Rawat is my last name, but it's also a title that was given to the warrior class in India, the Rajputs. That's very interesting. So much culture embedded in your name and just your very essence. Um, so, <laughs> so today I'd just really like us to go through your book and your um, background in advocacy. But for those who may not know you, um, how would you normally introduce yourself to the world and what message do you think you're trying to convey with your everyday life? Well, for me personally, the most important part of my introduction is this, that I am a human being just like you are, mm. that I have my problems, that I have my goods, that I have my bads. I am no different. And so what I bring you in terms of a message is doable by human beings. It is not some extraterrestrial uh, message from outer space but it is something that comes from the heart of every single human being. That what I bring you is my own experiences, not my beliefs, but my own experiences. Things that I have experienced for myself. Things that I know to be true. Not imaginary things, but realistic things. That the foundation of each human being should be based on the most sound foundations, most strongest foundations. And those strong foundations are all about being alive, understanding, experiencing, and enjoying, enjoying this life, most importantly. Yeah, yeah. Um and when you kind of reflect on your uh, background in advocacy, um, as I understand, you started really looking into advocacy and peace. What was it? Like at the age of four, I think. Yes, um, it was. Okay. <laughs> such a young age. And how, what did you know about peace and desiring peace at such a young age? You know, this is, I know that when I say I started at four, a lot of people are shocked and it's like, wow, yes. that's really a young age. <laughs> but when we look at the babies, they understand what peace is all about. They mm. understand from intrinsically what they have come in this world and they are already armed to, to exist, to be. And it's not like all the basics are not there for them. They are. And one of the things that is there for them is being in love with peace. Mm. They can just love. They can be in that place. And you see a baby. And it's okay. They don't desire all these fancy things, fancy ideas. All they desire is just to be. And we have forgotten that. We have forgotten that we had an insatiable appetite to just be, to just exist. Now everything else has come in. We have to be like this. We have to be like this. We have to be like this. And it has taken us away from us. 
you know, when Socrates said, know thyself, that is quite a, quite a saying. I mean, why is somebody saying, know thyself? I mean, wait a minute, what's the point of it? You know, don't yeah. we all know ourselves? Don't we all know my name? Don't I know where I live? No, but that's not what knowing yourself is all about. And so, yes, maybe it's a big surprise to people, the four years old, talking about peace. But I think that four-year-old is most qualified to talk about peace because it mm -hmm. is the simplest, most stripped-down version of what we really need to hear. It is the essence of what peace is about, that that peace that we are looking for, and I'm quoting myself because that, uh, that lecture that I gave when I was four was printed in a magazine. And so what you're looking for is inside of you. Experience it. Be fulfilled. And to me, that's the stripped-down version of what that reality is, what peace is. Yeah. And so when you look at the projects that you've engaged in, can you maybe highlight the projects that you um, participated in or even just led, whether it's reformations within prisons or um, just dealing with anything in terms of international conflicts? There are quite a lot that you've been um, engaged in, but what are your highlights when you reflect on what you've done? Well, again, it's all related to peace. So there's this peace, peace education program. I mean, when you look at a situation like prisons, for instance, and there are people in prisons, and, and I'm just using that as an analogy because peace, peace education program has now outdone the, the, the corrections institutions and, and it's much, much bigger in educational field. So mm -hmm. in colleges, universities, schools, and it's becoming really, really big. But police is becoming really big and, you know, military, returning veterans and so on and so forth. But when you take a look at people who are in prisons, mm -hmm. I mean, somebody said, you have to go to jail for 10 years. That's it. So one day you are free and one day a door locks and your whole life has changed. You are in prison. Now you're going to do mm -hmm. what you are told. You're going to do what you don't want to do, but what somebody else wants you to do. Now, is it possible for you as a human being in those dire circumstances mm. to experience peace? And, 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 and this is a very big question because when, when people first come into prison, they blame the government, they blame the prison system, they blame their relatives, they blame, 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 blame. Mm. And is it possible in such an environment where one after another person, another person, another person is same thing, they're doing the same thing, that they're there not because they want to be there. I mean, what a party this is. This is a party in which nobody wants to be there. <laughs> you know, there's parties where everybody wants to be there. This is a party nobody wants to be there. 
And yet, is it possible that you can talk about peace and bring peace, not just talk about peace, but bring peace to those people who are in prison? Let's talk about returning veterans, people who have seen violence that they could not even imagine, but they saw it. They saw violence they could not have ever imagined. They saw their friends destroyed, killed by what they call enemy. Talk about friends and enemy. I mean, that whole thing becomes so obvious. These are your enemies. And every morning you get up, you pray to God, I hope I kill some enemies. In that environment, they come back home. Can you talk about peace? Can those people in their lives experience peace? Mm. Look, at a, look at a police officer. A police officer wakes up in the morning, goes to his job. He knows one thing for sure. He's going to be lied to all day long. I mean, this is what people are going to do. They're going to lie. They're going to lie. No, no, no. And he knows better. He knows he's being lied to. Can you, in his heart, put some respect, some love back for humanity, the humanity that he is surrounded by that is lying to him all day long? Mm. Can you talk to him about peace? And the answer to it is, not only can you talk to him about peace, that he can experience peace even in that circumstance. So mm. it doesn't matter what our external circumstances may be. Peace lies in the heart of every single human being waiting to be discovered. Beautiful. That was almost poetic. Um, and when you kind of break it down to the everyday working citizen, how do we, especially since post-COVID, how do we kind of um, try to connect with this piece? So even, especially with considering how noisy it is in the world, you wake up, there's the phone, there's, you know, your computer, there's alarms. So there's so much technology. I'm only just recently learning about the impact of Wi-Fi that is probably wise to switch off the router when you go to sleep. Um, and I've even found it in my own life, just failing to sleep for Lord knows whatever reason. Um, so how do we kind of trickle down to a level where anyone can say, okay, I desire peace, but I don't know what to do and how to even get to that point when my life is so busy and so engaged, even on weekends I'm working. You know, it's very interesting uh, when we talk about COVID because COVID was a one of these things that we really didn't think was ever going to happen. I mean, yeah. we had technology, everything was humming along. We had all these social media things. We were busy. We were happy. We were, you know, chat, 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 all day long. And it's chat, 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 with our thumbs, with our lips, 
with our eyes and uh, this is happening let's get together let's do this it's about me with other people my interactions and then something happened mm. oh my god something that people just did not expect happened i mean nobody figured this would ever happen i mean okay we thought about wars we thought about natural disasters we talked about the world ending i mean just before that if you remember there was the whole thing of the mayan calendar ends the world yeah. is going to end and da 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 but nobody was talking about there's going to be a calamity of covid <laughs> and then all of a sudden here comes covid and what was the worst thing about covid you have to isolate mm. all of a sudden you are alone it's like solitary confinement it's in your home it's in a place that you got to be and you are told don't leave stay there otherwise you might get contaminated people did not like that let me just make a connection here to socrates no die self is it because we didn't know and we to this day don't know who we are that we could not tolerate being isolated alone with our selves oh yes and the answer to that is absolutely we did not know how to be with this friend that we are we were not our own friend mm. peace begins when you begin to understand begin to understand that you are full of treasures you have in you kindness you have in you joy you have in you clarity you have in you compassion you have in you all those wonderful things that you need in your life you have it and for those people who had discovered who they are they had no problem with covid but those people who did not know how to be with themselves had a horrible problem with covid yeah. yeah right and you know the concepts that you're referring to now very um relevant um considering your book and how i read it and um within the early pages of your book you said that you were thirsty and so you found a well and so i'm wondering is that why you wrote um your book hear yourself is it for those who are thirsty and and this kind of refers to the well of peace that we can drink of drink from yes of course because yeah. inside of you you know we always look at our lives we look at ourselves at any given point and we have a list of all the things we don't have 
We don't have a list of all the things we do have. We have a list of all the things we don't have. But if we could understand all the things that we do have, we would understand how strong and powerful each human being indeed is. In fact, in fact, it is choice, not chance, that determines mm -hmm. destiny. And we can choose, but we do not know that it is our choice. This is, it's not that we wouldn't choose, but we don't know that we have an opportunity. And this is what being alive really means. Being alive means to have the opportunity to choose, not leave it to chance, but to choose what you have been given if you want to discover it. You have choice. How do you how do you deconstruct this for someone who's grown up with so many traumas, has blaming others, realizing that life isn't fair, they didn't have the tools to prosper compared to their counterparts. So there's just a lot of deconstructing, especially at the ages, you know, when you've already hit that 30-year-old um, threshold. So how do you deconstruct that, like, in a very practical way? It's, this is a very interesting thing. Because anytime anything bad happens to us, we see how underprivileged we are, how weak we are, not strong, but how weak we are. And all these realizations and, 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 and things not going our way just weakens us even more and more and more yeah. till we see no hope. We see no reason to go on. But what if you could reverse that? What if you could change that? What if you could actually see the power that you have inside? What if you could? I'm just hypothetically asking. And would it make any difference? I mean, would it make any difference how old you were or how young you were? I mean, if one day you could discover that you could fly, and you were 75 years old, would you really say, ah, no, I'm too old? No, you would <laughs> want to, to experience it. You would want to experience it. If you were 10, you would want to experience it. If you were 20, you would want to experience it. It's feel that power, the power of life, which can transform you, which changes you, which motivates you. Which, and this is why. It is said that it is choice, not chance, that determines your destiny. What is your destiny? Well, you are the most qualified person to answer the question. Because you, you have a choice. That's so interesting. You just reminded me of a statement that I had heard that destiny is your destination. And now hearing it that it's my choice, I decide. It's so interesting now that all the power lies within us. And so we can't 
um, have excuses anymore, try to blame the other person. And so in your book, you talk a lot about mindfulness. So how do we go about practicing mindfulness, especially, again, it's such a noisy world. And so I find it interesting, even in your title, that you said, hear yourself. Yes. You, you need to not, see, to me, in this world, we have created technologies. And these technologies accelerate us. They're ex incredible accelerators. So there was a long time ago, if you wanted to communicate with somebody, you went on top of a mountain with a drum, you started playing the <laughs> drum, they heard you, they got their drum out and they answered you. In, in, in North America, they had smoke signals they put up on, on the hills and they answered you back with smoke signals. Well, what if all of a sudden, Technology made it possible for you to communicate instantly with somebody who is clear across the world that would never hear a drum, never see a smoke signal, but they will hear a bling, bing on their phone and they can pick it up and they can communicate. Well, question is, it has accelerated the ability to communicate but it still doesn't tell you what to communicate. Mm. You cannot, you cannot take and go to an airport and say, oh, it's so wonderful. I can go anywhere in the world. But do you have a place to go? Mm. If you don't have a place to go, you have no relation to that airport. Don't, don't just be there. It's fine to watch the airplanes take off. But do you have a place to go? Right. If you have a place to go, then that airport means everything. That train station means everything. The bus stop means everything. Technology isn't going to tell us where we should go. Mm. This is something that we have to decide. Where do we want to go? What is it that is important to us? Hear yourself. There is a lot of noise out there. And there is only one solution to noise. If you want to hear truly who you are, what you are all about, silence the noise that is affecting your hearing. Because over that noise, you cannot hear what you're trying to say to yourself. And what you're trying to say to yourself is really very simple. Be be content like that four-year-old be be content be alive you are fortunate to be alive you don't have to be 88 years old to understand that a four-year-old can understand that and that's what it is about hear yourself there is a voice inside of you that is very, very strong. It is a desire, it is a wish, a wish to be content, a wish to be in peace. Listen to it, listen to that. There are other voices too, believe me, they're crazy voices. Not listen to the crazy voices, listen to the voice for peace, listen to the voice for joy, listen to the voice for clarity. And you will find a profound, difference, even in your day tomorrow.
live mm. your life consciously not unconsciously i mean that's what this book all boils down to live your life consciously be aware not unaware be aware we go through so much drama to control to separate ourselves from all the things we don't like but how are we attracting those things that we do like how are we attracting those things that we do want and we got to pay attention to it we have become very good at saying no but we don't know what to say yes to oh what do you mean by that we're good at saying no but we don't know what to say yes to we understand that there we say yes to things that we shouldn't be saying yes to mm. you know so this is why you have drugs flying around in this world yeah. young people just hopelessly spacing out their whole life but it you make those decisions you know who are you going to blame this on mm. you know things that are not going your way you cannot blame oh yeah they made me do it no you did it you have to understand you have to have the aspiration to live your life you have to aspire that i want my life to be fulfilling i want to be fulfilled and this is what is so important saying yes to what is important to you and no to that which will not benefit you Mm. and um whether when we look at the things we consume whether it's food substances or things we watch things we read um how do they affect our subconscious minds and how we um approach the even the concept of peace well so far diet is concerned that's one thing <laughs> and i'm i'm obviously not a dietitian but so far drugs are concerned they are they the drugs allow us to completely separate ourselves from the reality but the reality isn't what we want to separate ourselves from there is a reality inside of you that is beautiful why do you want to separate yourself from it but we don't know that we just become so used to the pain of this world that we mm-hmm. think all these drugs all these horrible things you know this is what i've got to take so it's like you just close your eyes and so everything will be okay no that is not the solution the solution indeed is to open your eyes and see the reality the reality of life the reality of existence the reality of you being you you being you not somebody else's definition don't go around in your life using your precious days to try to fulfill somebody else's expectations don't do it don't yeah. do it whether it is in gangs whether it is in all this crazy stuff but all you're doing is trying to fulfill not your expectations but somebody else's expectations and the outcome of that is going to be one day you have to go two things are very certain one day you came one day you go mm. these are not the two most important days of your life 
Believe me, it may seem like it, but they're not. The day you came and the day you go are not the most important days. It's all the days in between that are the most important days of your life. And when you begin to understand that, then something changes. Then that's the day it makes sense for you to be aware, to be conscious, to be in that place of what is it about. And now you are starting to hear your self over the noise of this world you are starting to hear your self yeah and how can one practically practice mindfulness especially when coping with anxiety and depression consciousness be conscious be aware because all these things, all this depression, all of these things, they will beat you. They will make you numb. They will make you numb. You know, <laughs> when, when, when you, somebody keeps slapping you on your hand, after a little while, even that will become numb and you won't feel the pain. This is what happens. Being conscious is like, no, no, I don't have to be, you know. How much blame do we put on the society, on other people for your pains, for your pains? He's causing me problem. He's causing me this issue. She is doing this. She is doing that. What are you doing? This is the root of why peace education program works. It works because it says changes and transformations will happen in you. That yeah. will be the most substantial things that will transform you, will make you understand joy and experience that happiness that resides in your heart. Not in your mind, in your heart. Begin with that. Understand that that you are the source. You are not just the field, but you are the source. And what you sow in this field is what you're going to get. Mm. Einstein said something very simple. He said, doing the same thing and expecting a different result is lunacy. So this is what we keep doing. We keep doing the same thing and we expect a different result. Peace education program is there to break that cycle. Peak is there to break that cycle. I would imagine that anyone who would really desire to come to that point of consciousness or awareness, it's not something where you just wake up and you say, all right, I'm aware. Um, So I'm just just really, what steps can one take in coming to that point of awareness? Because it's not just a one day thing. That's why you you have your program. It seems to be a continuous um, process. Well, it's actually very, very um, interesting, the analogy you just used, which is, you know, you're sleeping and then somebody wakes up. Yes. In fact, if you look at so many 
wonderful people who talk about this, who talk about peace. This is exactly what they say. You are asleep, open your eyes and wake up and you will wake up and you will understand what it is all about. Mm. Problem is, we don't think we are asleep. The prob this is the problem. We think we're awake, we're wide awake. But what so many people have said, no, you're not wide awake, you're dreaming. And in this mm -hmm. dream, you dream all this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. And then one day you wake up and it's too late. Mm. Wake up before that day. Wake up before. Wake up now. Wake up when you can and see how beautiful this existence is. Everything can happen again, mm. but this life will not happen again. Ooh, yeah. This is very, very important to understand. I'm only using it to point out the gravity of the situation. Mm. I don't want to make somebody depressed about saying, yeah, you're never going to get this life again and blah, blah, blah. That's not my point. I just want to point out the gravity of the situation. I mean, that's it. You know, that is it. Something happens. And maybe there's a person, you have known them for 30 years, 40 years, and then one day they're gone. Yeah. And that's it. That, I mean, that's it. You know, it, it's not like you can pull out your phone and say, oh, yeah, I know his email address. Let me send him a message. It won't work. Everything becomes so different. Mm. And I want people to understand how important it is that they understand the joy in their life. How important it is for them to live every single day consciously on the face of this earth. Yeah. Choice, choice. You have a choice. Wow. Um, so, so basically, you're saying that we have more control over our minds and lives than we realize, yes? Oh, absolutely. We have, uh, we have. It's not even a question of more. It's like <laughs> over a hundred percent. But it's like the best kept secret. It's like the best kept secret, and everybody's like, shh, shh, shh. No, I am like, it's that four-year-old in me. Like, let everybody know there is a choice. And this choice is your choice, not somebody else's choice. You don't need somebody else's permission. You only need your permission. You permitted yourself to get into situations which did not have a good result. Now, please permit yourself to come out of those situations and enjoy being. Since you purposed your life to bring peace and um, consciousness to the world, uh, when will you say, okay, I think I've done my part. I can now go to the next world. Um, is there something that you want to accomplish? Is it having peace all over the world or within a certain population? 
This is a very good question. And the reason is that if I am waiting for the world to have peace, I'm wasting my time. Mm. It is the individuals that are going to experience the peace. And I'm working one at a time. A house is built one brick at a time. Ask any bricklayer. This is how it happens. One brick, mortar. One brick, mortar. One brick, mortar. It doesn't matter if the house is three stories tall, eight stories tall, two stories tall, one story tall. One brick at a time. I am, I am building this building. One brick at a time. And I know that that is the only way it's going to be built. So, I am working and working and working since I was four. Keep my enthusiasm. Go forward. Talk to people. Have patience. Remind them again and again and again about how fortunate they are. Not how unfortunate they are, but how fortunate they are. Mm. You know, I, I have... A mission that is so different. I have to tell people that everything that they are looking for, they already have. Yeah. I mean, there are so many people out there, inspirational speakers and this and that and that, and they get up and they tell, they have a long list of things of telling people what they don't have. And then mm -hmm. this is what they can use and this is what they can have. Mine is quite the reverse. Mine is... Everything you need, you have. My job is to show you a mirror, not put makeup on you. I'm mm -hmm. not talking about putting makeup on you. So this is distinctly very different. And that's why, to me, I've created this website. It's called uh, iforjoy.com. I meaning I. Not I, but I, for joy.com. And there's many, many, many websites around the world, and they're all on this one place, and you can go and explore. And that's the whole idea, explore, what, whatever you want to see, what, all different things. But I want people to really gather this information that what they are looking for is inside mm -hmm. them, always has been always will be. This is their opportunity. Being alive is an opportunity not to struggle, not to mm -hmm. suffer, but to excel. And this is the opportunity to excel. Absolutely brilliant. Prem, Mr. Love, it's been an mm -hmm. absolute honor being there, um, having this conversation and being present and just having you pour so much into us and just... I'm very, very grateful for it. So thank you for being a gift to the world. Thank you. Thank you for having this conversation with me. Thank you. Right. Thank you and goodbye. Bye-bye.